to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. <clears throat> wow. Hey, getting close to Thanksgiving. Yeah, it should be pretty interesting this year. Actually, the last few years have been really interesting. <laughs> Very challenging and a lot of stuff going on. But, uh, you know, overall, I think things look pretty good other than valuations on stocks are ahead of where they should be. That's a little spooky. But if they came back down to where they should be, then uh, it'd be all right, and nobody would go broke. Um, it doesn't make people happy when they're down you know, twenty-five or thirty percent off their all-time high, but uh, but that is normal, and is absolutely normal. And I was trying to look to see when the last ten percent correction was. I'm going to have to do that during the first commercial break because we haven't had a ten percent correction in quite a while, as far as I know. Nope, last one was only 5%. Normally you get a, a 10% correction about every 12 to 18 months. That, that would be normal. 10% drop every 12 to 18 months. Nothing to worry about, just the way the stock market kind of works. And if you have a real difficult time with that, my suggestion would be to just don't look at it. <laughs> because the bottom line is today with interest rates being as low as they are, you really have to have money, some money, some percentage of your money in stocks if you hope to make a decent return. And you just have to do that. Um, and there are tons of different ways of doing that. And, um, just that, that blows my mind. The, the options, the choices that people have today uh, blows my mind. I mean, it's, they're in the thousands. When I first started in the industry, I thought it was pretty bad. There were 1,500 mutual funds at that point in time. Well, guess what? The number of mutual funds out there is in the tens of thousands now. And the number of exchange-traded funds is getting close to the tens of thousands. And those are just funds. Another interesting thing about that whole dynamic is that the list of available stocks to invest in has actually shrunk. There's fewer individual stocks than there were when we only had 1,500 mutual funds than there are today. So there were actually, I think there were some around 11 or 12,000 stocks listed between the New York, the NASDAQ, and the Amex back then. And right now, uh, those that are big enough to invest in, those that, that would be having a market cap above $500 million, which also blows my mind that that's considered super, super small. <laughs> but anyway, they're, they're typically, right now there's about 3,200, somewhere around 31, 3,200 stocks, depending on whether the market's up or down. And that's not a lot. I mean, that's not a lot. But anyway, I think the uh, this year's been a good year. Um, I think next year's probably going to be okay. I don't, we don't see anything really big coming up. Uh, like I said, a normal correction is 10 to 15%. So it's, you know, if that happens, oh, well. You get corrections over 20% that those are not as common, but they have a tendency to come up every four or five years or so. 
And the big risk with that, incidentally, is not that stocks are going to go down and stay down. I, I don't believe that will ever happen, especially at the way they're, you know, the rate that they're printing money. But that's beside the point. I don't think stocks are going to go down and stay down forever. The risk that a lot of people take are taking, especially those close to retirement, is that if you have too much money of your, too much of your portfolio invested in stocks and you get a big correction that takes a long time to recover, that can be really painful. And the second part of the today's show, we'll talk about alternatives that you can have to stock investing. And most of them involve investing in stocks in some way, shape, or form, but that will also give you some guarantees that, uh, you know, we've, I've been talking about two different types of annuities. They're incredibly different from each other, one from the other. Um, but we'll talk about that because I think it, it's smart to have some insurance there on at least a portion of your portfolio. Now, having said that, everybody is different. Everybody's different. I, I meet a ton of married couples and they couldn't have two more different attitudes towards investing. Typically, one of them is a lot more aggressive than the other one. That's, that's normally what happens. But it is uh, so there's no one right answer for this. And that, that's one of the reasons I think I still have a job is that it's really difficult to figure out well, what kind of risk taker am I really? How does it make me feel? What, what is my financial ability to withstand a relatively large decline without panicking? And see, when you're panicked, you tend to make some very poor decisions. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Uh, I think anybody above the age of 20 probably has noticed that at least once or twice in their lifetime where they've made an emotional decision that turned out to be really bad or at least not optimal. So that that's kind of a big deal. You see your whole future going up in smoke. <laughs> that's your brain actually taking over and uh, deluding you that uh, portfolio is going to go down and never come back again. Uh, if it's well diversified, there's a really high probability that it's going to come back again. The, the problem is it may not come back quickly enough. And so that's kind of what we look at. At Bullington Capital, we kind of look at the risk that you're taking now, the risk that you probably need to take, and the risk that you're comfortable taking. Hopefully, those all three of those are the same. I can tell you that a lot of people, and it's all over the map, some people are, are more aggressive than they need to be. Some people are, are more conservative than they need to be. And that, that's one of the other reasons I, I have a job, is to sit down and, and have that discussion. How much risk are you taking? How much risk are you comfortable taking? That that's going to be the deciding factor. How much risk do you need to take to be able to reach your income goals? And uh, you know, by the way, the the hard part of this is that you're not allowed to guarantee anything in in my industry. Um, we have to say that all the time. You know, past performance is no guarantee of future performance, and uh, we can't offer guarantees. The guarantees that you get are going to be on CDs and government bonds. And if you buy those directly, then yes, you've got guarantees from the uh, either the FDIC or the United States government. And the interest rates on those right now are less than 1%, unless you're willing to go out 30 years. And even those are extremely low, less than 
So that's rough. And that's kind of the, the landscape that we're on. I, I don't think it's hopeless at all, by the way. You just have to do some things that you know we haven't had to do for a very long time. Um, annuities is a, it, I can't believe I'm actually talking about them. I, I really had not anticipated that I would ever be using those products and, um, because I didn't need them. But now with interest rates as low as they are, they're probably staying low for an extremely long time period. And and if interest rates do go up, that big crashing sound you hear is people coming, money coming out of financial markets and going back to short-term treasury bonds uh, or money market funds. So, and that'll all wash over too. You know, it's, there's no doubt in my mind that, that you'll get past that as well. The thing is, you just got to be careful that you're not too heavily invested in stocks uh, and taking too much money out because if you are and you have a big correction and it takes a long time to recover, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to have to change your lifestyle. You're going to have to cut way back on what you're spending. So anyway, the, the third portion of today's program, we'll, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about stocks. I know I, I feel bad for people who... Uh, call in to or have called in or have uh, written to get me to try to spend more time on talking about individual stocks. And I will. You can go to the website, lookoutforthebull.com. The, the training for that, the, the stuff that I, the scans that I use, I, I wrote about them and it's all free. I mean, you can go read it. it. It doesn't take long. There's not a lot of text there. It's really not that complicated. And uh, it's one of the things I, I like about finance once you learn all the terminology and what people are actually talking about, it's really not that complicated. There are a lot of terms that you have to come to deal uh, terms with or a lot of vocabulary that's specific to the industry. Once you get it down, you're like, Oh, well, that's really not that hard, but you know, it does take a long time to get the, the, the vocabulary down. And then you hear people misusing it on CNBC or you read about it. Does it, some rookie journalist somewhere publishes an article and gets everything all wrong, uses the wrong labels. That that doesn't happen nearly as often as it used to, but it's kind of funny. Uh, it takes a while to figure out what not to listen to or when you're reading it. Uh, I guess so when you're reading it, you're not actually listening to it, but what not to pay attention to, I should say, when you're reading stuff. There's a lot of stuff on, this, on cryptocurrency, and, and I'm telling you, you know, the, the Fed, we've been using crypto since the 60s. Yeah, that, that's not new. Everybody, they, oh, it's a, well, it's new to the public. It's new to the general public. It's only a few years old. But governments around the world have been using the, uh, the same methodologies, the same systems for decades. That's actually where they got the idea to start using putting up their own. And see, that's one of the issues about it is that it's their own. It's not the U.S. government standing behind that. And uh, so I'm going to leave that alone because I know there are people that you just can't talk them out of. Did you ever meet someone that had a bad idea and you just couldn't talk them out of it? You just couldn't prevent them from mostly your kids. <laughs> the uh, That's what happened. That That's what crypto is. It's a bad idea that you cannot talk people out of. <laughs> And look, but look how much money they made. You know what? You know what you're not hearing? How much money has been stolen. That's what you're not hearing. And the fact that when you get your money stolen, the United States government's not going to go after it for you. They're not going to stand behind it. 
Okay, that's all I need to know. That's it. I'm done. The uh, and I don't care what how high the price goes. It it doesn't matter to me that the risks are too high for the for the potential returns there. And uh, anyway, so I'll leave that alone because I know I'm, I'm. This is like you know, it's like talking to somebody. They're just not going to listen, and doesn't matter. And I, and I'm actually grateful for the the bitcoins of the world, all the digital currencies. And I'll tell you why. The uh, um, people that are investing in that, that money is not making its way into the stock market, pushing stock values up farther than they already are. So yeah, there's a silver lining to that for us. And I just wouldn't recommend it. And if you were going to do something like that, you probably need to go through a fund. The uh, I just can't. Um, I just can't bring myself. And and by the way, I had some. I just I left it there for I don't know probably a year or longer, and just got tired of it and and sold it. So I was able to navigate it. Uh, didn't make any money, uh, by the way. But the uh, was able to navigate there and do what I needed to do. Um, checked it out. It's like, wow, okay. You know, the, you can, I mean, you can do it. Uh, is it safe? Nope. Did I put a lot of money in it? Heck no. But it was interesting just to watch. And uh, somebody just logged on to one of my software programs and kicked me off. Doggone. <laughs> Hate when that happens. But I guess I got about 60 seconds before I got a commercial break. Uh, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you go to BullingtonCapital.com, you can learn more about my firm. We help people manage their money, um, particularly people getting close to or already retired. Try to make your money last as long as you do. Uh, sometimes that's a, a major trick. Sometimes not so much. Just uh, depends on the individual. So if you'd like more information on my firm, feel free to go to my website. Uh, there's a contact us form there. If you do fill it out, uh, I'll reach back out with an email and, and a phone call. But if you have a specific question, if you write it in, it, it helps me be prepared so that uh, I can uh, don't have to uh, waste your time when it comes to finding out what you'd like. So because we get a lot of people that log in and uh, don't tell me what they're looking for. <laughs> anyway, I hear the music. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Gone too far to find the middle ground. Did they raise you so high just to pull you back down? Have you been so lost you could never be found? Cause I've been real, I've been fake. Been a sell, I've been a safe. I've been right, I've been so, so wrong. Yeah, I made my mistakes. I don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not quite. We'll all and never get it right But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul 
Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you have a phone call, uh, I'm sorry, if you have a question, just give us a phone call. and Or you can go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com, and you can send me your question, and I'll do the best I can to answer that question. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, sometimes I get, it's unbelievable the kind of stuff I get. <laughs> but uh, but it's very interesting. And we're sending out a newsletter. We, we have a... a so I, I think you do it bi-weekly. There's a newsletter that comes out. Sometimes the schedule, uh, it comes out at different times. But anyway, we do a, a newsletter and I edit the newsletter. I go in and uh, select the articles that I'm going to send. And uh, there's a little bit of writing there. I actually have a uh, ghostwriter and I just go in and cut, snip and paste. And then I send it out. So I'm I'm trying to find stuff that I think is relevant to today, uh, what people might be thinking about, what they're hearing about. And um, so anyway, if you'd like to go to the website, you can sign up for that. You'll start getting that one too. And it doesn't uh, uh, bother me at all if people look at it and just delete it because I have to do that an awful lot in my job. So I understand. But every once in a while, there's an, there's an article in there that's it's pretty interesting. And I, I like to, uh, uh, I actually like going through the articles and reading them before I give the approval to send them out. It's, uh, able to pick up on a lot of stuff and keep up with a lot of stuff. So that's kind of cool. Uh, having said that, so, um, first portion of the show where I was talking about stuff that's more general in nature, uh, second portion of the show I like to f- focus on the fixed side, the fixed income side, because we've been expo- exploring alternatives, um, mostly using annuities. And I know a lot of annuities have, I haven't used those things for years, hadn't used those things for years because they had such a bad reputation. But a lot of those, those products have changed. I mean, a lot. So it does offer a whole lot now uh, that they used to just not have. It wasn't available before the last couple of years. And uh, I think it's a great thing because with interest rates as low as they are, uh, not likely to go up anytime real soon. Uh, I'm getting, I do get questions from people who ask me to take a look at a fund that's got a a yield of six or 7% and they'll be buying uh, options. And that's something that is incredibly risky, but because they're buying and selling options, by the way, mostly selling but that can be a very volatile strategy. Uh, so it's not like a, it's like a stock fund on steroids. The, uh, uh, the volatility levels are, are in, can be intense. And uh, it really depends on, on what they're doing, uh, how much luck they have. So that's not something that I think would be a good discussion for this program because the risk there is significantly higher than the risk of the other things that, that I like to talk about. So I'll put it that way. And in the last portion of each show, I will talk about individual stocks. So, cause you know, I, I still invest in individual stocks. I think it's fun. Uh, it's been very profitable. Uh, I have a very specific methodology that I taught this kid. His name is Mike Seeger and he put up a website. It's called look out for the bull. And it is super simple. It has not changed. I mean, that part, that's one of the things that hasn't changed. 
Now, I can show you a couple variations, and as soon as we're able to start doing seminars again, I'll, I'll devote a portion of the seminar to that too. There are a couple variations on, on that theme, but the theme is the main thing. And with investing uh, in general, it's really about managing risk. Why do you have fixed income? To manage the risk that you're taking. I know, you know, Warren Buffett's got, well, now he has a huge amount of cash built up because he just is hard, having a hard time finding businesses to buy. He likes to buy the whole thing uh, or stocks and uh, because he likes high quality stocks that are not overpriced. And that's really hard to find right now. And, uh, um, but anyway, so investing is really about managing the risk that you're taking. That's, that's 95% of it. And the other 5% actually, I'm just going to chalk it up to luck. (laughs) You do a good job managing the risk in a stock portfolio or your bond portfolio or your total portfolio. You're probably going to have pretty decent returns over time. So you have fixed income, you have stocks, you have cash. Those are the three main categories. And people will say, you know, well, what about real estate? Yeah, most people are overweight in real estate because of the value of their home. Most people have too much invested in real estate. By the way, that's a non-income producing asset. That's an asset that that's, your hope is growing, keeping up with inflation over time so that if you ever want to downsize or if you ever need to move, that you sell it and you're able to reap a gain out of that as well. So unless you're a professional real estate investor, in that case, you know, I know guys that are multimillionaires because they were really good at it and they worked really hard and uh, did incredibly well. And the chances of them repeating that performance in the stock market's probably close to zero. You know, it literally is because they were so good at what they did. So anyway, I love to dispel those myths, you know, people go, well, Real estate's the best way to invest, not for some people. <laughs> I've seen a lot of professional firms who had a lot of success go bankrupt. You know, they extended themselves. I've seen some people who've done incredibly well and will never match that return in the stock market using normal funds. Okay, so it's all over the map. I mean, it's the same thing with stock investors. You see what they're doing. It is really. It can be really frustrating which is one of the reasons that people have a tendency to want to look for a fixed product, something that's going to have a fixed return, something they can look back on and say, okay, if it's, uh, you know, what if the market does go down again, like it did in 2008, 2009? Uh, I don't want to see that. How do I avoid having that happen? Well, one of an option is using a, a fixed product. Now, annuities come in all sizes, shapes, and forms. I mean, it, it's unbelievable the the difference. So I'm just going to talk in generalities. Okay. Uh, in general, one of the attractive features of annuity is that whatever you're earning is tax deferred. Okay. So you don't have to pay taxes on it until you start taking money out. So that's, that's a big plus. The other plus on a lot of them is that they do have minimal guarantees or floors. You know, this is what you'll make, uh, in the worst case scenario, this is the type of income you can generate in a worst case scenario. Now, those guarantees that they're making are only as good as the insurance companies that are making them. So I would suggest that you stick with highly rated companies because they don't have an FDIC standing behind them. So it's really up to the insurance company who's given making the promise to make good on that promise. 
But a lot of them are, are pretty good. The, the income levels that you can get, and by the way, if you'd like to play around with this, uh, especially the fixed index, just hit me up, send me an email. I'll send you a link to my favorite website. Shows you if you put in X number of dollars and you're at certain ages or over the next 10 years, how much you could get uh, on a monthly basis from that. And that's guaranteed until you, you know, pass away. The one that I'm going to send you the link to also has a return of premium rider on it. That means that if the investments dropped in value, you saw the value drop, had a heart attack and uh, uh, died, then they would take a look at what your account was minus whatever you took out. And that's that's the worst case scenario that your beneficiaries would get, which is that's that's a very nice feature to have to know that if I uh, if I got in an automobile accident or whatever, just had a heart attack, that they would take a look. And if the money was less than the money that I'd put in minus what I'd taken out, that they'll make up the difference. That's, that's a pretty good deal. So then there's another one that is mainly for investment. Uh, you can invest 100% of the money in stock funds, the same stock funds, uh, fund families you hear on television and see in magazines, Fidelity, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price. There's a ton of funds in there. You can invest in them directly up to 100% of your money and they'll still guarantee a floor. Now the floor on that one's not nearly as high as the other one, but it is a floor for an individual. It's 4% for a couple. It's 3.75. That means your income can't go below the 3.75 no matter what happens to in the stock market. It can go higher though. If the investments grow and go up beyond what you've taken out of it, let's say you put a hundred thousand bucks in and you decided to take out 30, 300 bucks a month. Okay. So you're taking out $300 a month. You do it for a year and the market goes, your investments go from a hundred thousand to hundred and, oh, you know what? I should have actually done this on a calculator before I got here. So let's say they go to 200,000. So you're, uh, which over the next five years, let's say went up to, let's say the next 10 years, it goes up to 200,000 because you're taking money out of it and it's going to slow it down quite a bit. The, uh, but if you're at 200,000, then the income is actually going to double as well. Okay. So it's going to keep up. It won't drop. However, once it goes up that they call it a high water mark. If the value goes up, your income goes up and they'll guarantee that for you and your spouse, if it's joint or just you, if you're individual, and that's going to be that way for the rest of your life. Uh, so as long as you live, they're going to pay that money out. As long as the insurance company stays solid stays in business. I keep having to come back to that because, you know, back in 2008 and 2009, some people actually took a haircut. They lost a portion of their principal because of some of the insurance companies that they had invested with. Okay, so just want you to be well aware of that. Companies I use are generally A-plus rated because I won't go any lower than that. Um, and I'm very familiar with them. So that's a a fascinating that that's actually like a hybrid. Both of these are hybrids. They're not true fixed income. A true fixed income would be like a CD. That's true fixed income. I'm going to put a certain amount of money in there. You're going to guarantee an interest rate and at a certain date and time, uh, it's going to mature. And then I have to decide what I want to do again. All those things are fixed. The interest rate is fixed. The time period is fixed. That's where the term fixed comes from. They guarantee your principal on stuff like that most of the time. 
some fixed income, the guarantees come from, you know, if it's a high yield bond fund or if it's a high yield bond, um, the guarantee is, is the company. If the company goes belly up and there goes the guarantee. That's why uh, most people like to refer on government guarantees that the government's standing behind it. But insurance products are not guaranteed by the government. They're actually guaranteed by insurance companies who are highly regulated. They're, uh, they're extremely highly regulated. So it, it's not very common, but it can happen that one would go out of business. So anyway, if you're able to invest in stocks and still get a fixed rate that's literally like two and a half times higher than the highest CD rates in the country, that that's pretty good. You know, in today's environment, that's really good. Knowing that you can't go broke, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's really good. So if you would like to learn more about that, feel free to give me a call. I feel so bad. It's so hard to get this stuff through on a radio program. I mean, it, it's, it's complicated. It's like explaining how to do your tax returns on a radio program. It, they are pretty complicated, but they, there's a lot of benefit there. There's a lot of value there. And I think if, if you're curious about it, you know, I'll give you a phone call. You know, we can talk for you know, as long as you need to actually five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes people come in, set up an appointment, you know, that's free too. So, um, we'll take a look at it and, See if it's suitable. It has to be suitable, by the way. You should see the rules on that and the applications. Oh, my Lord. They're almost as bad as a mortgage application because they they just don't want people. They're trying to prevent people getting into products that that they're not suitable for. And those are government regulations. That's fine. It sure has slowed everything down. I mean, wow. I mean, the application process is long and it takes. (laughs) But that's okay. Uh, if it's the right thing to do, then you got to do it. Okay. It's just the way it is. And I think I only have about, uh, I don't know, a few more seconds before I have to take a commercial break. So I will tell you again, if you have any questions, you hear anything you want more information on, just go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. I hear the music. It means I have to take a quick break. I'll be back right after these messages. The other day I was thinking to myself, made a list of all my mistakes. Oh, I wish I could have run to you. And tell you all about my heartbreak And I wonder to myself, wait a minute, am I even on the right path now? Had a couple wins, but I got knocked down But I know that you are here right now And you say sometimes you lose, sometimes you win Ooh, you gotta get up, up again So here comes the fun part, <laughs> looking at individual stocks. That's, uh, I think it's fun and it's a hobby and it's a hobby that's actually it's been very profitable. Most hobbies cost you a lot of money and um, this is something that uh, it's not for the faint of heart. I'm going to tell you that right now and I always kick myself when I do one of the Warren Buffett trades. I think about Purple 
uh, talked about it here, came up on one of these scans. The stock doubled, and now it's actually slightly below where I paid for it. <laughs> so, oh, well. Um, it's just, and, and by the way, I can laugh about it because I never put a enough money into one stock that it would have a material impact on my lifestyle. What do I mean by that? If if you put too much money money in one stock and it drops like but like a rock, that can really put a dent in your lifestyle. You just don't want to do that. And again, if you want to see the the basics of what I'm doing, uh, go to the website. Look out for the bull. And my procedure pub- publishes the list that I pick the stocks from on a daily basis. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, somewhere in the next, I don't know, probably six to nine months. It's just a variation on the same theme. I'm just making minor changes just to try to make it a little bit easier for the average person who wants to do this. By the way, the average person, once they find out about this, they don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> you have to be a um, very, I guess, I, stubborn comes to mind, obstinate, because... Uh, you know, when you start arguing with the market, the market argues pretty hard back. So anyway, I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. There's a company, I'll just give an example, and it's Plug Power. And I know several people that own this stock. Okay. In February 2021, the stock was 73 bucks. Okay, By May of that year, it was down to $20, 70 down to 20 So then it goes up gets in the mid thirties and then comes back down again. And just in October it was down to 24 bucks. So now it's at 43 and people go, why would you want that? Well, actually, if you like to do trend following, you know, follow trends, that's what you want to see. You want to see big moves in both directions. When uh, it starts to go down, you're going to sell it. You'll have a trailing stop on there or put a stop loss on it. When it starts to go up, you want to own it. Because those are big moves. You only need to capture a small percentage of those moves to do very well. And and I'll tell you this, the, the number one enemy of being profitable when you're doing trend following is trying to be perfect. You try to be perfect. If you're a perfectionist, stay out of the stock market completely. Your, your personality is not suited for it. The amount of work that you'll have to do on yourself just psychologically and emotionally it's going to be intense just to get yourself to be able to follow the rules to be able to make uh, halfway decent returns. So I would say just don't do it. <laughs> and if you're wondering if you have the temperament for it, well, the uh, the easiest thing to do is go to the lookout for the bulls, sign up for the, it's 10 bucks or 15 bucks. I don't know what it is anymore. But uh, anyway, you'll get the same list I'm looking at and follow the rules. And if you've done it, if you really follow the rules and you do it diligently, you've done it for five or six months, okay, and you're still okay with it, especially if you get a big correction in five or six months, the, uh, uh, if you're still okay with it, then you, you probably have what it takes to, to do this very well in the long run. Uh, and there's no shame in, in saying, you know, it's just not for me and it doesn't suit my personality. There, in fact, that's a big win. You can stop feeling bad about you know, when people start bragging about their stock gains, uh, you can stop feeling bad about it saying, yeah, I just don't have time and I don't want to put that kind of energy or effort into it. So there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's perfect. Actually, by the way, there are funds 
that do almost the exact same thing. Actually, it's so close. The only reason I'm doing it is because I like doing it because there are funds out there that are doing very, very similar things to what we're doing. We're just doing it one by one. The fund just buys a whole group of stocks at once. Uh, Like right now, I think there are 89 stocks that made the cut, Um, but it's intraday, by the way. That number could go down a lot, like a lot, a lot, or it could go up from here. And the formulas that are used to pull those stocks out are very similar to formulas that they use for a lot of exchange traded funds, mostly growth oriented. And when you hear the word momentum, that's super, you'll see a lot of those momentum stocks coming up on these scans because they are incredibly close. Why am I spending this much time on this to tell you that if you don't like doing it yourself, you can find momentum funds that'll do it for you. That's one of my jobs as an investment advisor. We actually run portfolios like that. In fact, I talked a lot about the semiconductor healthcare for the last, I don't know, three years. Uh, it's a model that we put together that invests just in the semiconductor and healthcare industries. And there are, I think there are seven funds in there. Uh, we've been adding it. I'm, I'm so glad I did. Uh, you know, we got lucky. It's done very well. Uh, will it continue to, to do well? I think if you look out over the next 10 years, I don't have any doubt. If you're looking out over the next 12 to 18 months, I have no clue. Neither does anybody else that's being honest. If somebody tells you they know what something's going to be 12 to 18 months from now, they're, they're either delusional, which means they don't know any better, or they don't want you to know any better. <laughs> Neither of those cases. I did, I'm not sure I would want to be uh, uh, taking a lot of that advice to heart. So anytime somebody tells you they, they you know, this is 12 months from now this or 18 months from now, forget it. Stock market's not predictable over those time periods. The longer you look at the stock market, the more predictable it becomes. You look out at over 10-year periods, it's pretty highly predictable. It's not 100% predictable. There are multiple 10-year time periods stock markets had where the return was actually negative. Negative return over 10 years. Go back to November of 2007. Look at what the S&P's price was and then go back and look at it at 2010. It was a, uh, I'm sorry, 2010. Um, look at it 10 years later. It had not gotten back to where it had been after 10 years. And it dropped from, actually from March of 2000, it dropped 50%. And then March of 2000, um, then uh, November 2007, it peaked, dropped 57%. So if you started March of 2000, you, you went almost 12 years before you got back to break even. That's without spending anything. That's what I mean when I'm talking about longevity risk. You've heard me say that on this show if you've listened before. Longevity risk. It's not your longevity. It's the longevity of the market's declines and their ability to recover and climb ahead again one day. I have no doubt in my mind when my granddaughter is my age, the stock market's going to be a lot higher than it is today. No doubt in my mind. Why? Because it's how it works. You know, this big inflation run that that we've had, guess who's raising those prices? Yeah, all the companies who make the products that you're buying. (laughs) Why are they raising those prices? Well, because their costs have gone up and they want to protect their profit margin. That's why. That's how this whole thing works. That's why stocks have a tendency to do better in the long run. In the short run, you know, your guess is good as mine. 
or anybody else's for that matter, who's going to be honest. So I did say I would talk about stocks and, and I'm going to this, this first stock that came up, this is a classic looking chart pattern and it's called plug power. So when I say classic, if you watch that and then you listen to this show and you hear me say classic again, you'll see that this pattern ha- uh, has a tendency to repeat itself over time. By the way, the symbol is PLUG. I have a client who owns this and, and I looked it up and I think they make the um, uh, equipment for, uh, I'm not sure because I, 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 I looked it up, but I, I can't even remember. I look at so many stocks now, have always, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's the technology for powering electric ve- uh, vehicles. So that's the symbol. That's where they got the symbol to PLUG. It's right around 44 bucks. Um, that stock was down big time you know, during the correction. It got as low as $18 from 75 bucks in a matter of a few months. Wow. Okay. Now it's back at 44, but at least it's not at 80 bucks, which is where it was. And the chart looks good. I don't really care uh, about much else when I'm doing this. Incidentally, I, I like to know. I have an idea what the company's doing. It's not really going to matter that much because it's very rare that you're in a stock for over a few months. And that would be a big winning stock. Oftentimes you'll, you'll get into a stock and you'll get stopped out after a day or two, sometimes the same day. That that's a, uh, that's funny. If you do it long enough, that'll actually happen. But in a lot of cases, it may go sideways for a couple of weeks, then kind of just, drift off and you'll get stopped out. Sometimes they get stopped out right away. Sometimes they take off and they run. What I'm looking for, by the way, with these scans, I'm looking for those stocks that are running really, really fast right now. I don't know which ones are going to continue to move up really, really fast. What I do know is that if they come down a certain percentage from my buying price, I'm getting right back out again. That I know for sure (laughs) because I set my stop losses and uh, it's just going to sell me out. But I also know if it continues to go, then great. If it continues to lead the market over the next six to nine to 12 months, then I'm going to have a big winner on my hands. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be completely transparent here. That only happens uh, a small percentage of the time. That's why it's so important that you cut your losses on most of the other stocks when they start acting badly. Because you only have a, a few really big winners. You'll get a bunch of small winners and a bunch of small losers. And uh, if, as long as you use your stops. And occasionally you get a big winner. And that's where 80 to 90% of your profits are going to come from. So it's important. And again, all that stuff is is on that website. Look out for the bull. You can see it there. And I'm just going to go down. These are companies that came up while I'm in the, uh, while I'm pre-recording this show actually. So they might not even be on this list by the end of the day because they may move in a different direction, but, uh, there's one called blue links holdings. I'm not sure what they do. Nice chart pattern. So when I say nice chart pattern, you probably want to take a look at that because, uh, it's actually a nice chart pattern. It's one of the ones that I like to see a lot in, uh, let's see here. Actually, I don't know even how to pronounce this Bungie limited can they make farm products? I guess a farmer might know what that way was Beezer homes. This thing uh, popped up big time. That that's a uh, runaway gap up stock price to sales ratio on that is 0.26. The symbol is BZH. It's got another chart pattern. I like to see 
when I say classic chart pattern, I like to see the stock that's gone up, come down, gone sideways, and then all of a sudden starts going back up again on big volume. That's what I like to see. That's, so that's what I mean by a classic chart. It's actually a classic breakout pattern. And I have these things set up so that when it meets all the criteria that it shows up on a list that Mike publishes every day. Uh, Valhai Incorporated. I'm not sure if I'm even pronouncing that right, but it's, I guess it's a chemical company. VHI is a similar one. It's like right around 26 bucks. Um, price to sales ratio is only 0.31. This one's funny. Fossil. I've been stopped out of this stock so many times. It is so volatile. It's the one that makes the watches. And uh, I don't know if I'm even profitable on it. I, I, I've lost track. I've owned it probably 10 times in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years. I don't know. It comes up and I'm just a sucker for it. So I'll put it in there and I'll, maybe this one will make some money. And, uh, um, occasionally it does, but it's simple as F O S L, you know, they make the, uh, luxury goods, the, uh, the glasses, um, I think they have watches, stuff like that. But anyway, big five, this one's really interesting. You want to talk about a stock that moves a lot. This one, uh, makes me nervous because, if it's super volatile, you buy it and you can get stopped out just on a normal daily reaction with companies like this. But anyway, Big Five is a sporting goods company. It's symbol is BGFV. And it's closing a new 30-day high today, yesterday. Yesterday was not uh, volumes above average for this time of day. It's closing up in the top 25% of, this, of today's range. So if this one stays here, by the end of the day, it'll be running. And, and by the way, it's also got a breakout pattern so that's another one of those patterns that if you're looking for that it's right there now this one i'm, I'm not sure i would i would uh, buy best buy I, I i've been in and out of that stock over the years and uh it's just a tough one it's the companies are going to grow if they have a really low valuation this one's okay it's actually 0.54 which is actually pretty good but uh anyway just not one of my favorites and uh, one of the ones that kills me, I know we talked about this one, came up on the scans and I talked about it on the show, was Dillard's. And I know everybody went, oh, Dillard's. Yeah, well, Dillard's is up 16% today. <laughs> and uh, from when I talked about it, it, it's actually almost doubled. So that's okay. Uh, and by the way, um, you know, they come up on, this thing's come up on scans. Your stocks will come up on scans multiple times on the way up. So don't feel bad if you miss it. Do not feel bad if you miss it. If it's going to keep running, it'll come up again. So you'll have another chance. And of course, when I missed it the first time and I buy it, it always stops me out like in within one or two days. <laughs> so that's my luck. That's why I couldn't, uh, I could not rely on luck in, in this business. I actually had to develop some discipline <laughs> to make sure I, I wouldn't lose all my money. Uh, and it's, it's, 95% discipline. I'm telling you that 5% luck part is the, uh, man, if I could get it, I would take it. <laughs> and if you're one of those, woohoo, you'll make a lot of money doing this. So anyway, I, I hear the, uh, I'm getting my cue that my show is almost over. I appreciate everybody listening today. And again, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You can go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com and reach out to me. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck. And good investing.
You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.